1: Welcome to Talking Giants, presented by SeatGeek. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host Justin Penick, and we've got ourselves a Giants Texans preview. Justin, this is an, a brand new location for the pot. We've we've done it in many different locations. This is the first time from my parents' house because I lost power due to Hurricane Nicole.
0: You're making five hundred thousand dollars and you're doing it in mommy's basement?
1: I know. Now the people who like say like oh, these people and their mom well one, we don't have basements in Florida, but like finally I'm doing a podcast at my mom's kitchen table and the people have ammo uh to hit me with. So how are you? We'll do <laughs> a lot of hurricane talk once Danny joins the show.
0: Yeah, yeah, he is the he is the local weatherman. Uh hi Bobby Skinner. Uh we have a Giants game this Sunday. Can you believe it?
1: I can't. I, it, this bye week took forever. I think it's because the Giants are actually good. Like, it, it just felt like forever. Um, we are playing the 1 6 1 Texans. We are at home. And this is the first game I'm going into this year, Justin, where there is no excuse for losing this game for the New York Giants. This Texans team sucks like they are they are the worst they have the worst record in the NFL t- for a reason you know they have they have one win over the Jaguars and then one tie versus the Colts like they are they are this bad for a reason like on off on defense there's so many ways to attack them and and fits what the Giants do um you know it's it's like our strengths versus their weaknesses and then offensively even though they're a horrible offense their one strength goes up against like our sh- like what we what the Giants do well uh on defense so I'm I'm excited for this game but this is a game the Giants have to win like there is no sugarcoating a loss if 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 they if that's what does happen on Sunday
0: this is not just a game that the Giants just should win this is a game that they should have handedly handled by the middle part of the third quarter
1: yeah. Like, you know, I'm like, I'm not saying that they were going to be up by three scores, like, you know, middle of third quarter, but we should be up by like two, like 10 points in the yeah, first, like, middle of third if quarter. Yeah, it's
0: 10 3, 13 3. I know how, you know, just the scope of a football game goes, and especially the Giants being a second half team. If it's like 10 3, 13 3 at halftime, 10 6 at halftime, I'm like, all right. But this is a game where the Giants, we are approaching the end of the third quarter. The Giants should have this game in hand.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There is, there is, there is no excuse for not winning this game. And I think the Giants will, obviously. Yeah. Um, so we're going to break it down. I actually, because it was a bye week, I watched like extra film, extra stats mm. on these guys. First, this episode was brought to you by some special people. Damon Mule. I won't say where. By the way, if you haven't gotten stickers yet, they are coming. Uh, they literally came in the mail today. And I got a 1,000 this time. So I'm going to be reckless with them. Max Murray. And then Jeffrey Lloyd, who I think Jeff Lloyd has been a fan for. No, that's Jeff Boyd. Oh, mm. so it's just Jeffrey Lloyd? Jeffrey, Jeffrey. Lloyd. Jeffrey. Justin, who are these people?
0: Related to Brandon Lloyd? Who's the running. Who's the linebacker?
1: Lloyd Christmas.
0: Lloyd. Oh, you don't like yeah. that. Um,
1: <laughs> no, Lloyd Christmas, that's the Dumb and Dumber character. I love Dumb and Dumber.
0: You don't like Christmas. If you want a reckless amount like of Lloyd stickers, Christmas. if you want a reckless amount of stickers, go to patreon.com slash talking giants. Bobby Skinner will send you some stickers in the mail. You get access and hang out with us while we record the shows live. You can hang out and chat with us. Um, chat with the rest of the Patreon, too. Get part get to be part of that community. And uh, there's some shirt raffles twice a month. Patreon.com slash talking giants. I have a, not a hot take, but. I have a bold prediction.
1: Do you want to hear it? No. No, yes, yes.
0: Okay. Um, The Giants have scored 30 points, over 30 points. Now, this could be in in a game that they have won or lost. They have scored over 30 points 10 times since 2016. This Sunday will be the 11th time that they have scored over 30 points for the first time in a long time. That didn't make any sense.
1: What the no? What the Texans do defensively just plays into the Giants' hands. You know they're the 19th ranked defense. You look at that, like that's not horrible, but they are a lot worse than what that looks at uh, looks like. Um, their rushing defense is awful, like awful, 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 and it's awful in so many different ways. Justin, like they're 32nd um, and rushing yards allowed per game 180.6. There's a thirty, a, basically a thirty-two yard difference between them and thirty-first. That thirty-two yards—that's the difference between thirty-first and ninth. That's the difference between the them at last place versus the second, to last place. Like they are by far the worst rushing team in the NFL. You know, and there's there's been bad rushing teams we've played this year where it's like, well, they are bad at this type of rush defense. They're like even the Giants, for example they're they're a bad rushing defense but doesn't mean you could just line up and run against them like it's, they're bad against misdirection like you just line up and get in heavy formations which we'll talk about the Texans doing you're not going to have a lot of rushing success versus the giants um they give up 5.5 yards per carry which is the second worst in the nfl actually the same as giants but they just give up volume 33 attempts and that's why i think it is going to be so great because one you can hit this duck defense with for volume but they also give up big plays justin like, they give up big plays at a high volume. I was watching their film. Their linebackers, like, it makes the it makes Tay Crowder and Jalen Smith look like studs, how bad their <laughs> linebackers are. Like, they are very slow to process. Like, there was even times I was watching, Um, it was the Texans or the Titans just running simple wide zone, which is what the Titans do. The entire offensive line steps one way, and the linebackers are just sitting there, read, read read it's like it's zone dude just step with them you don't have to read anything like all you have to do is read one step and go they're sitting there sitting there and then there's times where they're over aggressive which gets them out of their run fits and elites to big plays um so i think saquon's gonna go off in this game like i think this is a saquon 25 uh carry game like a 160 170 yard rushing game like saquon should get back the rushing lead after this game because we should be we should be hitting them with volume i think the passing offense will be successful in this game too but with the way the Giants have been this year, there's no reason for them to not hit them with volume.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you know running the ball and volume and things of that nature, and I especially feel good about that because of the Texans offense and how they're not they're not very good. But man, you know Mike Kafka talked about how they took a long look at the Giants offense and some things that they want to do differently over the bye week. And I think every coach is going to say that. Every coaching staff takes a long look at what the team does over the bye week and they want to implement some changes, yada, 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 in the second half of the season. I want the Giants to throw the ball down the field more.
1: Absolutely. yeah. Even yeah, if yeah.
0: There, Even if there isn't 30-plus attempts of Daniel Jones this game, have the trust in your offensive line that they're going to protect. I mean, you know, Jerry Hughes is the biggest threat. To get back to the quarterback, a guy that I actually wanted the Giants to sign as a as a Jerry veteran Hughes presence. Jerry Hughes is
1: playing well. Like he has seven sacks, seven tackles for loss, and actually one interception, which he would lead the Giants in all of those categories. He lines up on both. He lines up basically even left and right. So I wanted the Giants
0: not, to sign him. I'm taking credit for that.
1: When he's yeah, I remember talking about him like as him being an affordable free agent. Um Tyree Phillips, like so you gotta give him help there. Obviously Andrew Thomas, I'm not worried about him versus Jerry Hughes. But besides that, like they don't get to the pa- they don't get to the passer. They they rush for, like they don't blitz, and they live in the Lovey Smith, Tampa. You know, Lovey Smith is their head coach. So they run they live in that Lovey Smith, Tampa Two. So there is ways to aggress like the Tampa Two works if you can rush the passer really well. They can't.
0: Yeah, I'm not even like looking for I would like to see some vertical shots. But if they're only going to rush four and they're going to drop guys into coverage, just throw past the sticks. I, I want to see attempts of, of at least 10 plus yards. I want to see gains uh, between 15 to 19 yards. Things that the offense has shown in the past that they can do even under last year's offense through the first four weeks of the season. Even though they were missing some 20 plus yard plays, they were getting 15 to 19 yard plays. So I get that they, you know, this team at times lives and dies by the running game. I get it. It's been working. Uh, the passing offense also is is working well, too, at times throughout this year, because especially you have the threat of Daniel Jones's legs where he scrambles. But I want to see gradual improvement. This is the second half of the season. This is going to be a playoff team, and, this is, and we are playing a team this week that we should handily beat. I want to see this offense improve, especially the passing offense. I know the running game can be there
1: the running game i like i think it should be hit with volume like the like like i said their their defensive linemen they don't spill when they're pulled on you know they their linebackers are horrible whether it's just playing zone or misdirection really the when they're at their best is when they bring Jalen Petrie in the box and he just screams downs which is again just account behind like, okay we got we gotta make sure we account for jalen Petrie when he's down in the box you know, so the let me ask you this. Baylor
0: so let me ask you this because you're talking about hitting the running game with volume and I'm talking about you know I'm not I'm not dismissing that, but I just at least want to see, like, Daniel Jones's yards per attempts or his air yards at the end of this game be a little bit higher. Well, so no, let that, me ask, I so agree let me ask with you that. This. Let me ask you this. Would you prefer to attack the Texans with heavy personnel, or do you want to go back to, remember the Giants' game plan that they had against the Titans week one, where Saquon Barkley had a lot of his attempts via the shotgun? If these linebackers are bad, I kind of want to run, like, maybe 11 personnel, but under center. 11 personnel under center where you have the threat of the pass, the threat of the wide receivers. Kenny Galladay is back. I guess we have to talk about him. The threat of the pass, the threat of the wide receivers, but you can trust your offensive line to get to the secondary level because their front seven is not very good. What do you think about that? How would you attack it?
1: That's tough because I would like to get into some heavy stuff versus their run defense. But at the same time, we don't have Daniel Bellinger, so the heavy formations don't work as well. Um, I I hate, I the cop out and what, what I actually think is that there should be a, a little bit of a mix of both. Sure. You know, like almost even like a 50 50 split because in the passing game, like you mentioned, like the, you know, having a higher yards per attempt, this is a game where they play that Tampa two where you can get to some of those three level reads and you can do it in different ways. You know, you can, you know, bring the deep route from the backside, you know, uh, and all, you can attack downfield out of play action. Some like, remember some of the stuff we even saw early, early in preseason, some staples of the offense where they get under center. And you can do that out of 11 personnel, one tight end personnel in that. And then you haven't, they ran this, this con, that smash concept, which is that little two man, you know, it beats, you know, the cover two. Like it's, it's a two man, it's a two, high, a two man high, low read. That's something they can run. So I think you see more traditional passing, but I also, because they're so bad, like, to me, it'd be a waste to not rush at the Texans with high volume. Like this isn't this isn't like the Giants need to run the ball high volume every week. But but this to not hit this Texans team with high volume, I think would be a waste.
0: Let's talk about Kenny Galladay.
1: So I want to talk about him a little later in the show, maybe. But what are you like? I don't have any like, and I was so I was defending him in the preseason, saying like he's not as bad as people making him out to be. He's as bad as people made him out to be in the beginning of the season. Part of that was he didn't play. But I don't I really don't know what to expect out of him. Because if we could get last year's level of play out of him, that's a huge upgrade. But I don't know if Kenny Galdy is even the same player he was last year.
0: Yeah, I don't know what to expect out of him either. I don't have much expectations. But I also think part of it is nobody like nobody knows what to expect. Because we still haven't gotten, like, the full read of what Kenny Galladay could be. I mean, really, the the only substantial time that we saw him really targeted this year is when he drops a pass. Now, that is a very, very bad evaluation that's on Kenny Galladay. I kind of want them to force the ball to him a little bit a little bit this week.
1: That's and if, the one thing we, that you can hope for, is because they did not really make him part of the progressions when he was playing. Right. Uh, you know, like, it, but the only time where he was, like, the main part of the progression this year was, like, that slant that he dropped versus, well, no, it wasn't even like a clean drop, but it was like that back, essentially that back shoulder slant on on fourth down that they threw to him.
0: If we were playing basically any other team on our schedule, maybe besides the Colts, just because of how abysmal they are, but especially if we're playing a divisional game, if we're playing against the Vikings, I'm saying do not force the ball to him. but this is a game to see, what do you got? This is a game to see. What do you have in your players that could be difference makers possibly for the second half of the season? And if Kenny Galladay is kind of force fed the ball a little bit against the Texans and he doesn't do anything and he drops passes, well, guess what? Then I'm really, really done.
1: And we know that Galladay and this coaching staff aren't the greatest of friends. Um, you know, and Galladay's kind of made that obvious even in press conference clips too, where he's, you know, taking little, not digs at them, but made it clear like I'm out there playing for my my teammates not coaches you know and, and in one other interview he said coaches are co-workers not friends um but Joe Shane saying at that press conference saying like we you know we hope to get Kenny Galladay back like there's there he's a part of the plan like with the, and Darius Slayton's emergence you know we talked about this in the beginning of the season we got we got heat for being like well the Giants won their first two games but we were like you got to play your best players like this whole you know effort teamwork practice thing it's like it's all cute but it sucks when David Sills is your, you know, number one wide receiver. Like eventually you got to play David or Darius Slayton and Kenny Galladay. So I do think he's going to be a big part. He's going to get a, a good chunk of. He'll get over fifty percent of the snaps. Like I'm pretty confident of that. Yeah. Um, let's talk about their offense. Oh, and the one the last thing is they have the second most missed tackles in the NFL. So Saquon, make them miss some tackles. Do your, DJ, do your thing, Daniel Jones. Make them miss some tackles too. Yeah. The Texans offense. Whoa!
0: Before we get to the Texans offense, we gotta talk about True Classic. The holidays are here, and there is plenty of t shirt cheer thanks to our sponsor, True Classic Tees. True Classic Tees are a gift for you, for her, and a great present for any guy in your life. True Classic is on a mission to maximize men's confidence by making them look good. I like looking good. You like looking good. We all like looking good. Trust me when I say that there is a gift that the ladies will appreciate, too. When you look good, ladies like that, too. True Classic has already helped over 2 million men worldwide look great in their tees, and now you could save big while you do so. Get 20%, 25% off True Classic with my exclusive link, trueclassic.com slash slash giants. And the discount doesn't stop there. You'll save even more during their site-wide sale. Support our show and check them out at TrueClassic.com Giants. So what I love about True Classic Tees is that it's for any kind of shape of body. If you're ripped, if you're skinny, or if you're a little chubby, True Classic has got you covered. Get 25% off at TrueClassic.com Giants. Free shipping included on purchases over $100. 25% off TrueClassic.com Giants. Santa won't be the only one slaying thanks to True Classic. Slaying. Santa slay. You'll be glad you did.
1: You'll be glad you did. Santa's not real. The Texans offense. He's not. You're right. Good The observation. Texans offense. Do you ever think about how weird it is like, to just lie to your kids? Anyways. Texans offense. Um. No, I don't have children. They're really bad, Bobby. <laughs> uh, they are. So he- here's what I'll say with the Texans offense. They're ranked 28th and scoring. At 16.6 points per game. The Los Angeles Rams, the Denver Broncos, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Indianapolis Colts should be ashamed of themselves for putting up less points per game than this offense. The Los
0: Angeles Rams, did you say?
1: Yes. You should be ashamed of yourself for putting up less points per game than this Texas Texas offense. Um they are 26 in passing at 188.6 yards per game. Like, well, they got Damian Pierce, good running the ball team, right? No, they are 25th in rushing, 101.9 yards per game. Damian Pierce is essentially their offense. You know, like there is no other rushing outside of Damian Pierce. We'll talk about him. He's six most in the NFL with yards, six most in attempts as well. Like they, they feed it to him. He has 148 carries, 678 yards, 4.6 yards per carry. The last four games, he's gotten 22 carries a game. They just get into heavy personnel, whether it's you know two tight end, three tight end, add you know put the fullback in there, you know even some there's times they'll use Rex Burkhead as the fullback. They will motion the fullback to the play side, and they will just run basic zone and power plays. Like they don't, they're not misdirection. Like so, the Giants are bad at stopping the run, like second worst, tied with the Texans for yards per carries allowed. But this is a game where. I think the Giants should be able to stop the Texans run game because this is where the, this is like pl- playing the Texans and Derrick Henry. I mean, like, Wink Martindale had held Derrick Henry for under less, under less than four yards per carry. Like, Pierce wins because he has the third most broken tackles in the NFL with 51. You know, he has the seventh most yards after contact in the NFL. Well, guess what? The Giants are the second best team in the NFL when it comes to missed tackles. They have 25. The best team in the NFL, I can't remember who, has 24. You know, so the Giants, when they're not facing all this misdirection and stuff, well, guess what? They they play their gaps, they, they stack the box, and they do... That's when Tay Crowder and Jalen Smith can play can be awesome. And we can be like, wow, those guys actually had good games. And then you have your D-linemen eating up front, which we'll, we'll talk about um, their interior offensive line. Uh... So, and then again, like we shouldn't miss tackles versus Damian Pierce. I know he, like, we'll miss some, uh, but if we're not missing tackles on guys like Derrick Henry, we shouldn't be missing tackles on Damian Pierce. Like, I, I'm not, I have no fear of Damian Pierce this week.
0: Yeah. Uh, you mentioned how the offense is really built, built off of Damian Pierce breaking tackle, yards after contact, uh, stuff like that. Uh, Damian Pierce yards before contact per attempt is 1.9. Uh, when you are below two, I mean, that's 2018, 2019, 2020, like 2021. Giants level bad when your running backs are averaging less than two yards before contact per attempt. That's not very good. Uh, Wink Martindale talked about how Damian Pierce runs angry. He had a very good quote during the... During the coordinator pressures. It's like, I don't know what I don't know
1: what anybody did to him, but
0: he's, he's running. Dan
1: Mullins didn't play him. That's what happened to him.
0: He's running pretty angry. Yeah, it's so crazy. I was listening to Sirius NFL Radio. It's like, did you know that Damian Pierce never had a college start at Florida? Didn't have a single start, which is kind of crazy. So good for Damian Pierce. He he knows that offensive rookie of the year. Uh, it's kind of creeping up on there for him. And I hope he gets it because he's kind of a fun dude. He uh, yeah,
1: had really, he had like the best. I hope Chris Olave gets it. Cause I made a future yeah, bet you, on that well, you, when I was in New Jersey.
0: You predicted him, but um, uh, he had like the best play that we saw, like the senior bowl, like during the practice. Was, like the most And It wasn't game. even
1: a run. It was a block. It was like when they yeah. like at end of the practice where they're like, all right, we're going to do some one-on-ones. It was one of the bigger linebackers. It might've even been one of the Georgia linebackers, like Tyndall or somebody. Um, and he just popped him, like just popped him in the mouth. Like, some some of the stuff I think that was Dan Campbell coaching that was doing. I guess Dan Campbell and Robert Sala are both like raw raw guys, so it could have mm-hmm. been either one. But I think it might have been Dan Campbell. Um, but again, like he lives off of missed tackles, which like I think this defense will be very coached up, like you know in detail, and like we got to make sure we're tackling this dude, gang tackle this dude, get to the ball on him because they're you're you're you don't have to think much playing this rushing offense because they don't throw misdirection at you and. Lamry Tunsil and Kenyon Green are good run blockers. We'll talk about Kenyon Green as a pass blocker later, but the rest of them really aren't. Yeah, no, I think Scott Questenberry is mean, good. I think he's the second best left tackle in the league right now.
0: Yeah, ooh, wonder who the first is. Uh, Scott Questenberry is very, very bad. Uh, but something that is different from the last few weeks for the Texans is that they are getting Brandon Cooks back, who, you know, not going to lie, I was hoping that Brandon Cooks would have – taken another week off of being a little sour that he wasn't traded shame shame that he's actually being a good uh employee of the texans and nico collins uh, is also coming back for them as well then i think philip dorsett's their slot guy so um they got all three of their wide receivers i think they're going to be back this sunday
1: yeah their passing game is pretty embarrassing scheme wise though like they it's i guess they're scheming around some of their players a little bit like and davis mills is part of that they are. They just kind of run those play action. Like it kind of reminds me of Jason Garrett, to be honest. You know, uh, they run play action out of those heavy personnels on early downs, and then on third down they get into some drop back. But one, their offensive line's bad, and they just their stuff is very easy to telegraph. Like you look at like Davis Mills has eight interceptions in eight games. A lot of that is just like, man, it's just it's easy to see what they're running, and guys are jumping what they're running. Um and, and getting interceptions. I know the Giants only have one interception this year and it was on a broken play, so I'm not counting on that for the Giants this week. Um you know, but but once they get into third and long, they have like Kenyon Greens have been a good run blocker, but he struggled pass blocking wise this year. Um, and I think Dexter Lawrence and Leo should eat this game. You know, those guys should be eating consistently. I think those guys should eat uh when Kayvon's going against Tunsil no hope but Titus Howard on the other side can be uh you you know you can get some win against him so you know I don't if if Kayvon can beat Laramie Tunsil a couple times this week it is going to turn the Aaron the Andrew Thomas conversation so so toxic because that's you know that's the guy who's been preached as left tackle one this year which again I'm not mad at you but both like Cooks and Collins are averaging 50 yards per game on 60 percent catch rates which is like that's that's Kenny Galladay last year with Daniel Jones, where we're in like it's not we're saying it's not as bad as you think. It's actually even worse than what Kenny Galladay put up last year. The, with Cooks, you got to worry about him on a double move because because they run such bland stuff, they will hit you with a double move. I mean, we saw Dory get beat with that versus Tyler Lockett the last game we played.
0: Yeah, Leonard Williams against Seattle, one sack, five solo tackles, eight total, one tackle for loss, five QB hits. Uh, that's a pretty elite line. Um, if they can put him in the middle. Put him up the middle. Uh, I hopefully O'Shane will be will be back this game for the Giants' defense. So hopefully- I think he will
1: be. Tamon Fox, though, I I think Tamon Fox has been better than O'Shane's Simmons this year. But O'Shane Simmons has had those two a couple of flashy plays. Like, I think Timone Fox is like playing himself into like maybe even a role higher than O'Shane.
0: And I think I think Timone Fox had a tackle for loss against Seattle too. Like there was one play. He did. Play. He had two
1: tackles for a loss. Yeah,
0: there there was there's been a couple nutso plays that Timone Fox has had. Uh even think back to Timon Fox is also like the the one player that I feel extremely confident in a situation where if there's a broken play in the fourth quarter. Where the defense has to be like in this crazy wacko formation. Remember that guy that he popped against the Jets, and then there was another play that he it's made the this of, year. It's
1: the, it's the hail mary. It's like when they're trying to get the sidelines at the yeah. end of the game. It's like it's p- protecting the hail mary. Um, it was the Jaguars game. He did that yeah. too.
0: Yeah, Timon Fox is just gonna level you. But no, but my whole point of bringing up Leonard Williams is that I hope that these edge guys are okay, so that Leonard Williams can continue to line up on, in the interior. Uh, I don't want Leonard Williams lined up as an edge rusher and. I don't think he's gonna get home that way. That his best production is gonna come when he's lined up in the A gap or the B gap. So go Leonard Williams, uh, yeah. Bobby. I want to talk about Xavier McKinney.
1: Okay, that's funny because I was like, I, I, it was in my head. I was like, we should talk about McKinney before we because we haven't talked about him on a podcast. Yeah. Um. So he hasn't put up the numbers this year. So people will be like, "Whoa, what impact? He had. We talked about it going into the season. Like he's not gonna have the numbers this year because of his role in the defense, which is playing that single high safety. We really don't have a single high safety on the team. Dane Belton, I would assume, will play there, but he was doing Julian, that in camp. So. Ju- Ju- yeah, Julian, but that was, uh, but Belton didn't play a lot there in college. He doesn't have the same range that McKinney has or instincts. Um, Love will be the will be the signal caller, but it's a you know will be the signal caller from the box, which I guess you know linebackers do. McKinney doing this screws the Giants and. What are your thoughts on it in general?
0: I mean, you can be like in both camps of he shouldn't have put himself in that situation, but he's also human, and we all do stupid shit at times, but he did it, and that's kind of it. I do hope the Giants, though, I hope the Giants, because he did this, he shouldn't be cut, he shouldn't be traded, they, they shouldn't nullify his entire contract. But the Giants need cap space, so if the Giants can use whatever cap that they can save based off of him doing this stupid shit, I hope that they do. Now,
1: I don't know if they can. I, I asked Duggan about it, but there. But, the, but here is what I'll say: is because you know how it is. There is always two extremes with stuff like this, where there is people like, oh, they live life, don't get on them, you know, it's whatever, it's not a big deal, like you know. And then there is the side that's like, this is Plaxico Burka. So It's like, well, let's let's relax a little bit here. Um, but he was, I mean, unless it was a freak, freak accident, they were screwing around doing something dumb. Um, you know, which again, like I've done dumps, you know, I, I I joked about that video. I put that video of us flipping the car being like me and my brother on a sightseeing tour. Um, so like, I'm not going to kill him. Like, how could, how could he be this stupid? But it is dumb, you know? Um, and also his media session kind of sucked too, which is like, that doesn't help you. (laughs) <coughs> I'm dying. I'm all right. Yeah, you had a little cough button there. Um, you know, which again, media sessions don't really matter yeah. at the end of the I'm day. I'm not
0: like I'm not like infuri- infuriated with Xavier. No, but it McKinney. sucks. Like, no, no, no it does. A, but it, it's a very like, key player for the Giants. Oh yeah, and, but it's kind of like it. It like it like happened. You, you know what I mean? I, I'm kind of I'm kind of the boat, and this is why I kind of like this is this. It's kind of crazy how I'm bringing him up in this same thing. But like I'm the type of fan where if you're not on the field, for me, I like I like don't care. Like oh like when people talk about Odell, I could care less about like what Odell does because he's not on the Giants. So Xavier McKinney, you're not suiting up on Sunday. Kenny Galladay while you're hurt, Tony while you're hurt, it's like if you're not on the Giants and if you're not on the field, as a, as my my fan brain goes to like I really just don't care about you. Now what does suck, Bobby, is.
1: <sighs> you he got a next man up mentality. I like that.
0: Yeah, no, I I do. It's just like how my fan brain works, which I know these people are human beings. I root for these guys. But if you're not on the field for me on Sunday, then I'm not going to really care. But this does suck. So it's going to suck even more. And I think I'm going to get mad even more. Is Xavier McKinney like out for the year? Because it first started off with being like, oh, he's just out for a few weeks. And then I feel like now it's trending more towards he's out for longer.
1: Yeah, they're cryptic about it. Um so I don't know. But but that's where I'm pissed. Is like he did put like it is in the contract, you know. Um he put himself in a stupid situation um doing dumb shit and listen, uh, we've all been there. Like Yeah. I get it, you know. Like 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 you said, like I don't want his captainship taken away, but this is a this is a learning lesson for him and the rest of the team, but also it's a learning lesson that screws the Giants pretty heavily as they're trying to get the, they're trying to make the playoffs down the stretch yeah
0: i don't think it's a learning lesson because you're because jihad ward was literally asked about a point blank he's like yeah i ain't gonna stop doing what because he was doing uh, if oh anything, they asked he, jihad ward about it J- jordan i think jordan put it out that so, i don't know if he asked but somebody asked um jihad ward about because you know he there was a picture of him on instagram that he was doing a wheelie on an ATV, and Jordan put out the tweet and said, "Jihad Ward's like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't care about that. I'm a grown man, and I will deal with the consequences." So,
1: well, that's just great, Jihad. Thanks for that. <laughs> um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find that tweet, but
0: it happened one or two days ago.
1: Hold on, give me. Oh, Jordan, Jihad wasn't with Xavier Kennedy and stuff for the can. He was home in Texas. Lots of people made the natural. like dirt bikes plus the see. Okay, all right, whatever. Um, that was funny though. Like I was like, don't look at Jihad Ward's Instagram. Um, everybody immediately did. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's get into the segment with Danny first. This episode was sponsored by SeatGeek. Live events are back, which means you can get twenty off twenty dollars off tickets at SeatGeek with promo code Giants. If you don't know what SeatGeek is, they're a ticketing app that makes buying tickets super simple. I got the app on my phone. I was actually on it today, looking for tickets first for the Commanders game, December fourth. Make sure to come out, people. Whether it's football, concerts, basketball, baseball, festival, festivals, or more, SeatGeek puts tickets from all over the web in one place to make buying simple. Again, go to that Commanders game. SeatGeek rates every ticket from zero to ten to make sure you're getting a good deal. Green means good, red means bad. I don't think I've ever seen a zero on there though. Like they, you know, it's it's hard to find bad deals with SeatGeek. Every ticket on SeatGeek is backed by their buyer guarantee, so you can shop for tickets with confidence. We all know we need that confidence, fellas. Don't worry. We've got the hookup. Use code GIANTS for $20 off tickets at SeatGeek. That's $20 off your first purchase with promo code GIANTS. Make sure you click in the link, the link in the description to download the app. You'll be glad you did. Come on. Pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Uh.
0: Alright, welcome back to the show and we want to welcome on our our meteorologist, the only meteorologist
2: who covers the giants, Danny King. How are you, my friend? I'm good, yes. I'm, I'm proud of the moniker being the only meteorologist that covers the Giants. And a loaded weather forecast today. First off, 52 degrees at MetLife on Sunday against the Houston Texans. It's going to be partly cloudy, beautiful weather. Beautiful weather coming out of the bye week, which we lost, which you guys have said before. We lost a bye week, but that's besides the point. 52 so, degrees. So no rain? No no rain. 4%, so it's basically nothing. no chance of rain. It's going to be a beautiful, beautiful Sunday at MetLife. And then, uh, before we get to trivia, we actually had another special Talking Giants weather segment. Uh, It's Hurricane Nicole. It's hit in Florida. And I I fought the only bet. I couldn't make it down there. So I said my trusted uh, associate, basically Jim Cantone of the Football Meteorologist World, Hurricane reporter Bobby Skinner, was down there in Florida getting live reports. So uh, we'll kick it over to Bobby in the middle of the storm. Bobby.
1: Field reporter Bobby. So this this hurricane actually hit us. Like Hurricane Nicole is actually a real hurricane. By the way, this was the first time a hurricane hit the east coast of Florida since the
2: 1930s. Like this doesn't happen in November. Yeah, I was very confused when I read there was a hurricane coming to Florida. I thought I'll be honest, like the whole Twitter blue thing. I thought it was just like a fake tweet. I was like oh, there's a fit hurricane coming I, to Florida. I, I,
1: I didn't really acknowledge it until a day before. I'm like, "Oh, you should actually do a little bit of prep for this hurricane and then have to go into hurricane sick you know rush mode um this one man i got some like good stuff out of it like the beaches were pretty crazy a lot of trees down um also we went to like this like boat ramp and it was pretty muddy and uh my brother does a donut in his truck and so i take my crown vic and do a donut in it and we had no idea like the the fox 35 local news was there they run over and they're like do it again do it again and so we're both doing donuts at the same time <laughs> and they posted that on the news and like social media and stuff so i was like where are you posting that i was like i have a lot of i was like i have a lot of followers they will they will absolutely love this um i thought so it was a just- joke
0: because i i literally thought that you
1: just Took the credit for it. I sent it to Kyle, our social media guy for John Boy Media. I was like, "This is me." And I was like, "Post this," and he didn't post it.
0: Oh come on! Uh, what they uh, John Boy Media is all about lifestyle now. They're not about sports anymore. So that's like that's like perfect content.
2: I know. I was. I, was, I, I, hate, was, I honestly <laughs>
0: hate that. Well,
1: I'm I didn't mad. say to post it. I just sent it to Kyle, being like, "This is me." He's like, he's like, I don't know if I believe you. And I was like, no. I was like, I promise.
0: Oh come and on! That's like. What, what would oh. you? What would you rather post? Us touching shit in boxes, or body Skinner doing <laughs> touching donuts? Touching shit Donut. in boxes. That's a what we've weird. done. We've done like we've done like blind touch test. that's what we've done in the office
2: it was the middle of a hurricane It's a muddy field and there's just two dudes doing donuts how is that not something you i thought you post? took
0: credit for it just because you know you you were making jokes about yeah the sometimes
2: site. i just lie on twitter just to mess with people
0: no but uh, hey hey saquon barkley did he not take a piss on soldier field um but you know i thought you were taking credit for it because of the whole thing of xavier mckinney on a on a quote-unquote sightseeing tour so i thought you were just continuing <laughs> that joke but that was actually you
1: yeah, that all was actually was, us. My they I, posted on Facebook. My
2: brother tagged my mom. Was like, "Look, mom, we made the news." Nah, that's crazy. <laughs> mom all I know is I, I woke up the board this morning to just by saying, "Did you see my news cameo?" I was like, "Oh, I wonder if he got interviewed for the news." And then I just see two cars doing donuts. I'm like, "Oh, this might be the greatest thing I've ever seen." Yeah, that was very like like there's there's very few things that have like like we
1: three you know almost four years of talking giants brought me the joy of like making the news, doing donuts <laughs> in my car. Uh, the comments were someone's like, dude, dude's whipping it in the Vic. Like I drive it. I have an old lady's car and I was just don't, I've been doing burnouts a lot lately in that thing, too, just because it's so much fun. Like my brother's birthday, you know, we went to a restaurant and I before we leave, my brother just gives me a look and just takes his finger and spins it like that. I was like, it's your birthday and just smoke out the entire parking lot. <laughs> um i also saw like a rescue they rescued this guy out of the this guy was just like on a raft in the river nice and so they had to get the helicopter like the rescue guy from the helicopter and rescue him out of the river like i saw that i didn't see the actual rescue but i saw the, the helicopter and the guy going down the cable from the helicopter um yeah it was a pretty it was a pretty gnarly hurricane um and then in my backyard like the Like little carport area has an aluminum roof, and this the entire night just slamming. So, but I can sleep right through that stuff. All right. uh, Anything else before we get in? Oh, trivia. What's the trivia this week? Trivia.
2: Nice and simple. Which giant has the most sacks against the Houston Texans in a single game?
0: OC Humanura, 2010. i was going
1: to say OC. Who got sacks in 2014?
0: Robert Ayers.
1: I'm serious. So the Texans are very young. So the 2000s, so.
0: I know O.C. U. are I'm just going to say Tuck season.
1: because there's only like four guys it could be that have played the Tex. There's only like four guys who have played the Texans twice as pass rushers for the Giants.
2: So I'm going to say Tuck. It, it came in week 12, November 24th, 2002. It was Kenny Holmes. <laughs> Kenny oh. Holmes. I've answered Kenny Holmes for a trivia question like twice in the history of trivia.
1: It never was, right. Finally, was, Kenny Holmes gets it.
2: Tonight was Kenny Holmes. He had three sacks. So it was one game or just all game, time versus the Texans? One game. Oh, I answered it. I, would, I wouldn't have guessed Kenny Holmes anyways, but I guessed it all time. Uh, but yeah, it was against David Carr, uh, soon to be backup of the New York Giants later down the road. So he got destroyed by Kenny Holmes at a single game, and then all of a sudden he became our backup a f- makes couple sense years later. the
1: one guy that Kenny Holmes sacked a ton was Derek Carr or David <laughs> yeah, Carr. David Carr. It just adds up. All right, uh, let's do our fantasy draft where we pick players from the Giants and their opponent to preview some matchups and competition. Uh, Justin will be picking first, but get don't let that fool you. He's in last. He has 226 points. He's 56 points back. Danny is picking second. He's also second in the league. He's 234.7 points. He has 48 points back of me, who has 283.2 points. But again, one week can totally change this. Um So, Justin, you have the first pick this week, and which I think is a two-man draft.
0: Yeah, um, I really want to do the stats of what does my year look like without week one? Like, if week one didn't happen. So, basically, weeks two through nine, ten, how many weeks we are in right now. So, um, I'll do the stats on that eventually. But, Saquon Barkley, first pick, simple, easy. I got to start to come back.
1: This is the game where Saquon can like, you need... Obviously, you need uh, good performances from your two and three, but this is the week where it's like it builds up and you just have a giant week because I can I, I could see Saquon having like a 35-point week on his own. I'm going to try and see what the difference would be if it wasn't for week
2: one. Um, So, Danny, you have the second pick. Oh, I have the second pick. Oh, I completely misread that thing. That's fantastic. I'm going to be taking <laughs> the Houston Texans running back. I'm already writing it down. Yeah, uh, what? Pierce. Something Pierce. Da- Damien and Pierce. Head. Damien. has yes, yeah, Raxbury I love Raxbury head uh, no, I mean, Damien Pierce has just come on. I know he has some sort of injury, but I feel confident that he'll be playing this week and uh, we'll just have a game because it basically he's the Texas offense at points. So if you eliminated week one, Justin, you would be um, down
1: by 14 points.
0: <laughs> hey, I'm down by 56 now. Week one kind of
1: screwed me. Yeah, you're down. you I mean, 40... <laughs> Going into week two, you had a 42-point deficit. Insane. Who did you pick? You picked Kadarius Toney. Oh, there it is. Robert Woods, Daniel Bellinger, who didn't have a catch, Wandale Robinson, who had one catch for five yards. I think Kadarius Toney was maybe your leading like point. Nah, no, Robert Woods. I had Saquon. I didn't even have anybody else besides Saquon, really. Yeah. Honestly, um, if
2: Justin took Daniel Belger at any other point in the season, he would have gotten him points basically. Like at week five and on, I would yeah. say.
1: Yeah, basically every week besides week one. All right, so it this is a two-man draft, man, and it's like it's hard to pick wide receiver <laughs> one on the Giants opponent because Adore Jackson does a good job versus them, and then the Giants don't really have like a true wide receiver one. Uh I think because of some of the, you know, not blitzing, I think Wandale Robinson is. I think they really want to get him involved and they know the wide receiver issue and it's like well we did dre- the one guy that we're invested in long term we're gonna go and then i'm gonna take the the texans wide receiver one in brandon cooks just simple simple logic there but wandale robinson first pi- first round pick has not earned that but i'm i'm going for it i'm swinging for it this week danny what's your second pick would you go again bobby
2: uh wandale and brandon cooks Mm, that makes sense understandable um i'm gonna go darius slayton this week uh we're going directly down the bobby bigboard right i mean well that's not a good sign for me uh darius slayton obviously he's gonna get catches uh just he's 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 bounced back from the struggles he had last year and and i think he's back in good faith with this coaching staff justin you have back-to-back picks
0: yes this is this is tough this I know you're not
1: hitting the next guy on my big board. Tough.
0: I'm gonna go Nico Collins. Makes sense. Um, because now we're in the third round, right, Bobby?
1: Yes. Second Wait. round, but you could. St- I mean, it doesn't matter for you because you get back-to-back picks, second and third round.
0: All right, but I could. I can trade this guy if he doesn't play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Nico Collins is questionable. He has, like, I, you know, I said in the first part of the show, he has been a limited participant in practice the last couple of days, but he's still questionable. Um, he still gets some fantasy points. Uh, through, you know, throughout these these last couple of weeks the, for the Texans, so Nico Collins it is. You're not going to be covered by a Dory Jackson, maybe, and then I'll go with
1: Chris Myrick. Give me a touchdown. Chris Myrick in the to kick off third round. He can't be stopped. That's a fact. Danny, your third pick. Nico. I'm. I'm. I want to see Fabian Moreau shut down Nico Collins.
2: Uh, Danny, you're your third pick. So I get to trade this pick as well as possible, right? Yeah. I'm going Kenny Galladay. He's playing though. Yes, I'm just. I just wanted to make sure because I, I just looked at ESPN and they said zero points. I'll. I'll, s- I'll. I'll talk more about Kenny. But-
1: oh, no, you won't. Will you really? Oh, I knew it. I Son knew, knew
0: it. I knew that Danny was going
1: to take it.
2: Son of a bitch.
1: Second kind Kenny Gall- All right, I'm going off the wall. Rex Burkhead. He gets no rushing Love yards. It. Love but it. But he's like third. Like I think he might even be second on their team in targets. He gets a lot of targets. He's like their. Uh, receiving back. And I'm I'm going to go with the guy who got a good amount of points the other day. I'm going to go Tanner Hudson. Like I, He's kind of their, their number one receiving tight end right now. I'm going to go Tanner Hudson with my last pick. Danny, what's your last pick?
2: Hang on. I'm just currently trying to pull up the yeah, I'm currently Texans to out tight, tight end. end. <laughs> so I'm confused. Oh, Danny, uh, you're a fan of revenge games. Tight ends. You're I a fan am of, a, of revenge games, right? Yeah. Who's on this team?
0: Oh, come on.
2: Oh, uh, wait. was a Texan
1: and now then he was yep, a giant I, I, and I forgot.
2: again wait oh, now, now I'm lost on this one. Oh, oh isn't it the no it's not come him come on I, 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 it's Jordan
1: Aikens
2: Jordan Aikens oh, oh I wasn't gonna take Jordan Aikens I was gonna you, take the guy you that's, should I was gonna take the guy that's in front of him I was gonna take Brevin Jordan Brevin Jordan, I love Miami guy, man. I mean, I've Back, watched him but, get, catch a touchdown at the base, cheese bowl. based Jesus. off bowl de- Based off the depth chart, he's the backup tight end, and I've been told I haven't been taking enough backup tight ends. So based off the Texas depth chart, give me Brevin Jordan. All right, Justin, finish it off.
1: Um... I think there's an easy one here. You should take Jordan J. Jack- uh, Philip Jordan Dorsett. Aikens. I mean, he's the third receiver for the Texans. Yeah, Philip Dorsett. Another back-to-back Miami uh, players. How do you like that? Woo! That might, that might, you know, back in the day, that would be like a normal. It's like Miami, the touchdown streak. Uh, I love Brevin Jordan. I also love Philip Dorsett. But, again, I am very, very biased. Um All right, so the recap, Justin has Saquon Barkley, Nico Collins, Chris Myrick, and Philip Dorsett. Danny has Damian Pierce, Darius Slayton, Kenny Galladay, and Brevin Jordan. I have Wandale Robinson, Brandon Cooks, Rex Burkhead, and Tanner Hudson. All right, time for Giant Factors. Justin, you have the first pick. Xavier McKinney, are you out for the season? Don't know. Dane Belton,
0: you are my Giant Factor for this Sunday. Odds are you're going to be... The deep safety, but whatever role that Wink Martindale wants to put you in, you're going to have to take a step up. Your snap share is going to go up. The, the safety depth charts get a little bit smaller. Show that you are a draft pick that isn't just mid. Go out there, make a play, continue to make some good tackles, but I want to see some pass deflections. Let's see some plays being made in the past game. Dane Belton, you are my giant factor.
2: You have the second pick. Uh,. Cause obviously he's coming back this week and what's his role gonna be? That's the big question mark. It's been a question. He's basically attributed nothing to the Giants since he's gotten here and he's been out since week four against Chicago. Kenny Galladay is is, is interested to be this week because I was seeing his press conferences and he has almost like almost like a newfound energy to me. Like I think went right before he went down, it was obvious he was hating his time here. He was like, I don't know why I'm here, they're not using me, blah blah blah. And then this week he's like, I'm just excited to get back out there with the guys because he was seeing them winning. And he just has like a newfound energy to me. And once again, I don't know what he's going to be doing this week. But something feels different with Kenny Galladay. And I think this week he's going to go out, go out there, score his first touchdown as a Giant. Because I don't believe he has a touchdown yet. If I do, then just, well, screw that. But he, I just, without Kadarius Tony, he has a role now in this offense. Because the other wide receivers are not getting the job done. Just outside Darius Slater. Marcus Johnson, meh. Nah. Richie James, meh. Nah. David Sills, uh, exist. So, Kenny Galladay, go out there hopefully they give you the snaps and when they go out there and give you the snaps just play your heart out I think Jones will find you you'll have a touchdown this week especially against the Houston Texans if there's a week for Kenny Galladay to get himself going is this week and we've seen Darius Slade get himself out of the doghouse in this uh, new regime I think Kenny Galladay could do the same thing I'm not sure if he has a long-term future here but I think he can establish himself now and set himself up well for after the season
1: Kenny Galladay what's going to happen for the rest of your career like these next nine, nine games have a a big factor of what happens to you for the rest of your NFL career. If he could be the player that he was last year with Daniel Jones, which is 53 yards per game, a 61% catch rate. That's our best wide receiver by a decent margin, probably too. Like that's a huge addition to this Giants offense and what they need. Just, just last year, a a disappointment last year, but that is a huge addition to the Giants offense. So Galladay was going to be mine, but Danny, but Danny stole it. Tough. Mine's gonna be Mike Kafka. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. We're allowed? This is the, We've the first. got the personnel.
0: We're put allowed up 30 to do points. that?
1: Um I think it's fair. I i are I allowed it. if someone steals yours.
0: Oh oh you just made that rule up on the spot.
1: That is true.
0: <laughs> you just made that up right now. And <laughs> I just show. have to make up my
1: giant factor right now because Danny stole mine. <laughs> your um, show? Go ahead. Mike Kafka. They are a bad defense, <laughs> so man. Fun. We should run up the score on these guys. Like Justin said, we we haven't scored thirty points on offense since Pat Shermer was the head coach in the New York Giants since the Andrew Thomas Bowl. Give these guys the shot. Don't play, you know. Don't play afraid. Coach, coach. Honestly, coach this offense the way you would the Kansas City Chiefs offense. Like, go out there and try and, and, and score as many points as possible. Run the ball a ton, throw it deep, get the ball vertical. Mike Kafka, you are my giant factor for Week
2: 10. All right, time for uh, spread picks. Danny, who are they brought to us by? Oh, I mean, as always, our spread picks are brought to you by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Because baseball season's over, but the NBA action is just getting started, and so are the incredible offers over at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports bet a partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA pre pre money line bet and get $200 in free bets. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. All you got to do is go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same game parlay and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, total point scores, and more. Now, I I know a few people that have I put onto the DraftKings app and they love it. So that's all I'm going to say. I think that's I'm a reliable source. And I I, once again, I'm not a big basketball guy, but I was just looking at the games. I just wanted to throw a pick out there. I see tomorrow night the Cleveland Cavaliers are... Uh, underdogs against the Warriors, who are not very good right now. Hopefully my roommates didn't hear that. Uh, they're plus one and a half point favorites, so if I had to throw down a little NBA money, throw it on the, the Cleveland Cavaliers to get the job done, because with payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go, and you all should also go to bet on the NBA. So right now, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use promo code JOHNBOY, make any $5 bet this week, and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, with promo code JOHNBOY. And as always, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details.
1: First time in Talking Giants podcast history where my mom almost interrupted the show. Whoa. Um, All right, spread picks. They're tight. They are tight. Danny's still in first place at 35 and 34. He went 2 and 4 last week. Justin went two and four last week. I went three and three last week. We actually had two pushes last week, um, which is why there's only six games on the record. Myself and Justin are one game back at 34 and 35. I'm and then the listeners are. They're not even that far back, though. It's just because it's so tight. They're 31 and 38. So they're only four games off the lead. They went four and two last week. So this is. This is not a Danny runaway train here anymore. No. No, no. Thursday night football, the probably the worst i think this is worse than colt's broncos i really do because mm. there's at least like russell wilson talking like falcons at panthers plus two and a half uh, pj walker's so bad even though they did put up like 30 points in that one game I, i'm going falcons minus two and a half like they you can't let the panthers beat you on third they're night still
0: football. starting pj walker
1: yeah Yeah, especially even after last week when Baker came in and did make a good point. He's like, if we were benching people off of bad performances last week, we'd be benching the whole team. That's not a good point. It is a good point, but they shouldn't. PJ Walker shouldn't be playing over Baker Mayfield. Sam Darnold's in a spot where he might get a start again. It's it's Carolina's QB situation is so funny. Oh, I forgot about Darnold. (laughs) Yeah. Alright, so I'm going Falcons minus 2.5. The listeners represented by Scott Mitchell is going Falcons minus 2.5. Justin, what do you got?
0: Yeah, Falcons 6-3 and three record against the spread. Carolina 3-6. and six. Give me uh, Atlanta minus
2: 2.5. Oh, he's sneezing. Oh, he sneezed. Uh, I was going to let the camera say I Justin took the words out of my mouth. Falcons 6-3 against the spread. Panthers bad against the spread. Falcons 2.5. Alright,
1: we all agreed, so I'm not even going to put a tweet out this week. I don't need the jokes. Oh, Panthers is... Actually, you know what I am going to do? I'm not going to let these annoying... Don't let these hooligans so get us that down. I'm glad that we don't actually do gambling content because gambling Twitter is quite... It's kind of like fantasy football Twitter. Little, um, the two worst. Where it's just like a nonstop like, dick measuring contest. <laughs> um. All right, next game. In Germany, the Seahawks at the Bucks minus two and a half. The listeners are going Bucks minus two and a half. Tom Brady in Germany. Justin, you you just snickered at them. Yeah, what the are Bucks, you going?
0: The Bucks are favored. The Bucks yeah. are favored on a neutral site.
1: Yeah, I mean Seattle. Think about how far Seattle. Maybe Seattle like pulled a Christopher Columbus and went west. You know, even though <laughs> Christopher yeah like went west instead of east to Germany.
0: The plane ride over in the distance. That's why the spread's minus two and a half. Give me Seattle.
1: I'm going Seattle too. I just think they're a better team than the Bucs, which is crazy. Like the Seahawks like actually have some decent talent. They did a great job with their
2: draft this year. Um so I'm going Seahawks. Danny, what are you going? Yeah, i mean, I mean, I'm I have to agree with you all. I just don't understand how the Bucs are favored. Like unless like the NFL script in it for the Bucs to win in Germany. The Seahawks are a better team right now. And plus this Bucks would have lost last week if it wasn't for that pass interference call. It's as simple as that. I mean, did I get that right? Let me make sure No, you're right.
0: No, you are right. I, I saw people saying earlier in the week, like, why are the Bucs favored? And also the Giants. But whenever line, that too. happens,
1: that team ends up winning. Like Vegas gets rich off those
0: well, games. Well, the Giants the Giants line has moved two points in favor of the Texans. It was six and a half to start the week, now it's four and a half. It moved Thursday morning.
2: Are we favored or are the Texans favored? No, no,
0: we're we're favored, but it was okay. it to start the that... week it was it was Texans. Or it was Giants minus six and a half, and now it's four and a half.
1: Oh, why? Vegas! Like
0: why? Well, McKinney? M- McKinney? why?
1: I got a <laughs> feeling Scott Mitchell and the listeners are are going to be laughing at us for some reason. Like it's just whenever we we laugh at a line, it just ends up coming back at us. Um, and if the Panthers win tonight, I'm going to be really pissed off. All right, so we're all going Seahawks, except for the listeners. Um. Browns at Dolphins, minus three and a half. Danny, what do you got in this one?
2: No place more I love than Miami, and Miami is a good football team. The Browns, they are still weathering this rocky ride until that loser comes back in a few weeks. So give me the Dolphins a good old Tua Tug of Viola. <sighs> Justin, what about you? These two teams
0: are really close together in terms of their productivity. They're kind of bad defensively. The Dolphins are obviously good offensively. The Browns are, like, sneaky good. (sighs) I'm going to trust the team that throws the ball more. Give me Dolphins minus three and a half.
1: The Browns play everyone tight. They run the ball, like, really, really well. Um, I think the Dolphins will win this game, but I think they're going to win it by field goal, and the listeners are agreeing with me. I'm going Browns plus three and a half. Is this game of the week? Vikings at Bills? Hundred percent. Allen is maybe. I think I want to play, but maybe not. Like, this might be a game that Josh Allen doesn't play. I think the Bills' injuries are bigger than, like, they're 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 actually hurting them. Like, their injuries to their safeties, some other players, their injury, like Tredavious White. Their injuries are hurting them. Vikings are seven and one. I'm gonna go Vic- like, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Vikings plus three and a half. Like, uh, the Bills are a little bit of a broken team right now comparative to their expectation. Justin, what about you? I think
0: if the Bills were on the road, I'd pick differently here, but I think Bills Mafia is going to show up. Uh, I think the inexperience of the coaching staff is going to show up here for the Vikings, so I'm going Bills minus 3.5 and and Leslie Frazier, I trust.
2: All right. Danny, what about you? I just realized I'm I hate that I'm going to do this but with Josh Allen's UCL sprain, how much is he going to be hampered by it? Because I imagine they don't want to risk his long-term health in this one game. I mean, Kirk Fuggins is looking pretty cool right now, and he's on fire. As much as I love the wagons circling, I, I I think this is going to be an upset that the Minnesota Vikings will go into Orchard Park, beat them Bills, stop the wagons from circling, and uh, stake their claim as one of the top teams in the NFC.
0: Isn't it funny that the I think early in the year the Vikings lost their game, their one game, and then I like gave up on Kirk Cousins, and now and it was yeah, to it, the
2: Eagles who were eight 0 two. Yeah, was, yeah.
0: <laughs> isn't that funny?
2: Yeah, I I feel like it was obvious going to happen because you've been at Kirk Cousins like you you've been singing his praises. We're all like, Justin, why are you singing Kirk Cousins praises? They like, you know, I'm done with him, and we're all like, good, welcome to the club. And all I mean, so he does like, have oh, Justin no, Jefferson too, so let's. That's not- fair. That is fair. If he did not have Justin Jefferson, I imagine it'd be a much different story. Yeah. What's and another? Dalvin Cook and, and Dalvin Christian Darisall
1: has been a really good left tackle like this year. Um, listeners are going Bills. This game, this game makes me what I'm about to do. Makes me want to punch myself in the face because it goes against everything I believe in. Colts at Raiders minus six. Interim coach game. But this is not a real interim coach game, right? I think, like, the other Colts coaches have to be pissed off at this. So I don't think they're, like, and I think the players are rolling their eyes on this. So there's got, they're not going to be that fire. There's not going to be that fire deep down to, to pull out the best. So I'm going Raiders minus six, even though they won't have Darren Waller or Hunter Renfro. The Raiders have been, like, the weirdest team ever where they winning they've won they've like had three 17-0 leads and blown them but i'm gonna go raiders minus six man this colts team is just such a mess that i i i i hate it i hate it i hate it i hate it but i'm going the raiders minus six i'm going against where i always pick the interim coach but this is not a real interim coach john fox is this coach gus bradley's coach i'm picking them jeff saturday a guy who's Anyway, I'm not gonna the, the whole ESPN people, by the way, or or media friends and people I like have been doing defending Jeff Saturday because he's their media friend. Oh my gosh, that that pisses me off so bad. It's like if this was not someone you guys knew, you guys would be ripping this to shreds. Anyways, I, I'm going Raiders. Justin,
0: I'm sticking with it. Colts plus six.
1: Sticking I'm, I'm envious of you. I'm envious of you, Danny. What
2: are you going? I agree with you, Bobby, unfortunately. Jeff Saturday, I believe, has a losing record, or his last season as a high school football coach who went three and seven. Now, once again, (laughs) I got... But yeah, (laughs) yeah, basically... I understand what Jim Irsay was trying to do. It would make sense if this was the Colts team of old with, like, Payton Manning, uh, Reggie Wayne, uh, T.Y. Hilton, anyone that actually played with Jeff Saturday. Is there a single Colts player on this team that's played with Jeff no. Saturday? I don't know. No. So that's the issue. Like Bobby said. This they're is like, insane who- what they're doing, by the yeah, way. They're like, like, this, who-
1: is, this should not – like. The idea that this is not that – like, this is insane. He doesn't even know the plays.
2: Yeah, because, like, like he I can't – know the
1: people. He doesn't know like, anybody. Like, like, I
2: can't say, like, they're bringing some – This is like some, hiring Sean O'Hara to be the yeah, Giants head coach. Yeah, literally. It's, like, it's not like they're bringing some – like, I can't – It's like they're bringing some bum in off the street, even though he's not some bum. I understand he's one of the best centers who have played a game. But, like, when you don't know – when you've not been part of this team f- forever and you just don't know the plays, it's, it's just mind-boggling. It's almost like they – Jim are saying he's not tanking. How is this just not a tanking move? This is basically... Oh, you know what this is? This is also, when the Frank Reich's
1: re- not a coach that deserves to be fired this early exactly. in the season. I, I agree. Like, I agree with like, that. If you fire him at the end of the year, like that's totally fine. But he's not like a disaster of a head yeah. coach where he needs to be fired right now. And the other thing is... Uh, what was the thing? This is like what hate the Texas people is. like, well, they're just tanking. They're just tanking. Like, that's not like... No, I think they are. That doesn't work in the NFL, by the way. Like That's not a good Reese. Tanking oh. does not work in the NFL.
0: Well, I mean, they tanked for Andrew Luck. Um, Jim Ursa, I do think, adamantly believes... In this though, which is yes, which is the scary thing because but I mean they take I, for
1: Andrew Luck, and that Andrew Luck was out of the league because the first four years he was getting just destroyed, and Andrew Luck was one of the best QB prospects ever. Were yeah. they taking f- for CJ Stroud, an Ohio State quarterback? First off,
0: I grew up idolizing Jeff Saturday because I loved anything that had to do with the last name Manning growing up. I really loved watching Peyton Manning growing up. I think he's I think he's a better like in their primes. Like, and it's crazy how Tom Brady, like in oh, his forties, do was this. still in his primes. I think I think Peyton Manning is the best quarterback in his prime in NFL history. I'm
1: best sorry. regular season quarterback I of all how time. How have we gotten here?
0: In their, but I'm talking like talent wise at the QB position. Talent wise at the QB position, Peyton Manning. If people between, are going to say
1: talent wise, they're going to say like Michael Vick or something. But best regular season QB of all time, yeah, Peyton Manning. Talking about
0: thrower, that- throw the football and brain and able to lead an entire team. With the Colts, never had like spectacular, awesome awesome teams either. So I grew up idolizing Jeff Saturday um, and Jeff Saturday ain't going to believe in no analytics and he ain't going to believe in getting scared by no analytics because Jim Mercer said that uh, NFL coaches are scared of
1: failing. The Colts had bad defenses but they did have you know, Marvin Harrison, Reggie
2: Wayne, Edger and I mean, they had some dudes. Wait, can I make one more? Just quick point, quick point. If, if I'm the Texans, I'm looking at this very closely because they want to hire Josh McDaniels. Not yet. No, Josh McCown yes, as Josh their coach. McDaniels. It's as obvious as day. I would take this. Obviously, it's a different situation. McCown a lot of time to implement something. But look at, see how a Colts team responds to this. That's my thing. If the Texans. Or just don't hire Josh McCown. They shouldn't. Don't get me wrong. But they, for some reason, seem press
1: on it. Well, I think they should. Cardinals at Rams minus one. I don't know if Stafford's gonna play, but I already wrote down Rams minus one, even though I crossed it out. But then I was like, you know what? You can't do that. Rams minus one because I wrote it down. They have to. If if this is if I go seven and one this week, I'm gonna be pissed. I won't be happy. I'll be a very unhappy seven and one. I'm going Rams minus one.
2: Danny, I don't know um, where. Uh SoFi Stadium is is in relationship to State Farm Stadium, but I imagine SoFi Stadium is about to become like basically the Cardinal's second home this week because but no the one goes Cardinals
1: to, are a second home for some teams. Like when they play the Cowboys, they make that's
2: you true. buy like two tickets, but because Cowboys fans take it over. But that's this is Cowboys fans. So Rams fans don't show up, and and I still think the Cardinals have time to get something going, and the Rams are still very vulnerable right now. So give me Arizona the listeners are agreeing with you dan justin who are you going
0: yeah i'm gonna go
1: arizona all right cowboys at packers plus five mike mccarthy makes his uh return to lambo um that being said i know the packers have just lost 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 and anytime it's like they can't keep losing like this and they do but five five points is a lot. They did cover the spread versus the Bills the other a uh, couple weeks ago on Sunday Night Football. So I, I'm going to go Packers plus five on this.
2: Danny. Man, I mean, the Packers are bad and the Cowboys are. I'm, I'm going to have to go Dallas. I just can't ride this Aaron Rodgers team because how bad he looked against Detroit last week. Justin.
0: Is this a Sunday Night Game?
2: Uh, America's Game uh, of the
1: Week. Uh, yeah, it's either Sunday or Monday. Sunday night. Yeah, I think the next game is Sunday night. All right, if this is the Sunday night game, then the Packers will cover. It is not Sunday night.
0: It is not Sunday night? Well, Bobby's no. already writing it down.
1: No, I didn't write it down. I didn't put write right down a letter,
2: so go. what do you What do you want?
0: D- so, Danny, this is America's Game of the Week. This is not this Sunday night. This is
2: 425 on Fox. The next game is Sunday night. All right, then the
1: Cowboys are going minus five. Cowboys minus five. <laughs> Can you even call it America's Game of the Week if you don't have uh, – Uh, buck and aikman all right last game chargers at 49ers minus seven that's a huge spread but the chargers kind of sucked this year and they just play they've beaten some bad teams they lost some bad teams um but justin what are you going in this is this the sunday night game yes yes
0: 49ers minus. uh no, no 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 chargers 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 they're gonna they're gonna cover
2: danny I put my um, – oh, sorry, I just saw a Twitter blue thing. That just killed me. Um, I put my hype in the Chargers this year. I was wrong. Uh, I, it will be the Niners winning this week on the good old Sundayest of night of football. I'm excited to get the full
1: glimpse of, like, this new 49ers team. 49ers minus 7. The listeners are going 49ers minus 7. All right, time for score predictions for the Giants and the Texans. Danny, what do you got?
2: Uh, I got two real quick. Um, uh, Ithaca versus SUNY Cortland at um, Yankee Stadium this week. If you, if you go to SUNY Cortland know anyone, y'all suck. just hate to break it to you. Uh, bombs win that game. I think game. kind of sounds like a fun atmosphere, football game at oh, Yankee Stadium. I would be down to go to that. It's, it's, it's called the biggest little game in the nation. It's a, it's a D-free game, but it actually is like very like well-known. It will be a sold-out stadium. I guarantee you that. So go, yeah. Bombs. Go, Bombs. Just that I guarantee you I better see you there. Uh, besides the point, Giants-Texans. Uh, Giants Justin, you should go. I'm calling a high school game on Saturday.
1: Can't on okay. Saturday? Yeah. The playoffs? Mm-hmm. Mm, I wanted fair. to go to the playoff game. By the way, high school football is so bad. Like yeah, it's yeah. like I watch NFL for so long. They just like they're just bad at football. You got you gotta watch you gotta watch good high school football though. Also, that's that's I'm, what you gotta watch
2: though. I, I got us so off track. I'm sorry about that, but Justin, the guy you were standing next to in that photo, holy cow, he is he, like Yeah, a that's fucking that's the thing. Giant. Well, Was that the out. Notre Dame kid? yeah
0: shout out nick you know he's a he's a talking giants listener
1: he plays Love left nick.
0: tackle for notre dame i mean i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna sit notre here Dane, and the say high school,
1: that not the college for not the high school notre, that, dame, it, ha- notre dame that. high school
0: <laughs> in, in in south jersey i mean you know but that's i'm not gonna sit here and say that's the size of all these linemen and all these kids in north jersey if you know for football but that's what like this super football conference brings in north jersey i mean these these kids these are kids they're Built like grown ass men, and it's very, very fun to watch them go to work and battle every week. I and mean, I love it.
2: Danny. Scott, all topic. I'm sorry about that. I feel I don't know uh Giants are gonna win. Uh, not- pod, it's okay. Uh- yeah, I'm not. I'm not. This game feels like a trap. Not gonna lie to you. The Texans just got nothing to lose. We did lose coming in, out of the bye week, unfortunate situation. Giants win. Slop fest. A real slop fest this week. I'm going eighteen to fourteen. Giants barely pull it out. Yeah. I, I just, I the, the Texans. I, I don't think even I, like that prediction. I don't care if it's a Giants win. Okay. Well, it's, it's a prediction that we got because uh, I feel like a trap. It's a trap. Justin.
0: The Giants for the first time since 2019 against the Washington Commanders, since the Andrew Thomas Bowl will score over 30 points. Final score 32 to 17.
1: Danny, was that Twitter blue? The Yankees signing Aaron Judge to nine years, $530 million? Because that's the one that just popped up on my
2: timeline. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's someone uh, parodied New York Yankees. A, a, a former tight end that played in the league. He was a New England Patriots
1: Someone needs to make a fake Twitter blue for Adam Schefter um, about Dallas Goddard being punched in the face by uh, Giants podcaster, Bobby Skinner. Can we just do that? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if we want to lose the account, sure. We could just make an account. Maybe we'll do it with... I don't know. Um, Giants got to... You got to dominate this Texas team. Like, I'm not going to be feeling good squeaking out a win in this game. I want to see domination. Like, I want to feel like, man, we are just flat out better than this trash team. Like, like how dare this trash team try and play us and feel like they can win this game. So, Giants 77, Texans 0. It feels good to be back. And we will be back on Monday with a victory podcast talking about the what? The 7-2 New York football giants. We appreciate you guys. You guys have a good weekend. We'll see you then. Until then, let's go Big Blue.